Give him, give him a second. Oh, his, his audio is connecting. You're on wait, mute. Wait for it. Wait One for moment, it. please. One there moment, please. Go. There we go. There we go. How are we doing? Oh, for <laughs> I'm embarrassed to tell you that I was uh, watching American Idol on, uh, <laughs> and my wife, because we, we usually watch it Sunday nights. Of course, it's Tuesday, but you know, anyway, long story, but I'm glad that, uh, that should not make the podcast. Let's hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a, like there... that it's going to. There, yeah. there is a little. There you go. You can add it in. It's okay. Well, I won't. Okay. Be, I won't be offended. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to Curling Nation Season Three, Episode Nine. Travel time with Mike Harris. Uh, we've got a good show. Mike Harris on the, is here. Talks about curling and all the coaching he's done all over the world. Um, Craig's not here. He's on assignment. Craig not here. He's on assignment in Colorado. I'm right here. I there am he here. is. I'm just. Remote by the I'm magic of the internet, next to you smelling bacon. Yeah, yes, true. Uh, but first of all, thanks to Motus Financial for their support of Curling Nation. Uh, if you, your curling club or business needs a credit card processing system, point of sale, online store, uh, Mason has what you need. Go to moduscc.com, uh, and he'll hook you up. Um, they have a wide variety of payment services, so uh, Mason can get you set in the right direct direction. Also, we've got so got some car cards for sale. Uh, contact the show, email the show. Uh, cards for playing ends. Um, curlingnation at curlingnetwork.com if you want some cards. Hey, I you're getting better at that. Uh, Good job. Sort sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a question, Joel. As yes. a uh, founding member of Curling Nation, yeah. do I get a free set because I've got some serious gambling? Uh, and oh, right for the Briars. coming up very soon, eh, and I we need could possibly trade something for that. Yes, we could work something out. I'm sure. Hmm. Okay. Otherwise, we use Uno cards, uh, which don't work nearly as well. Uh, these will work awesome for your uh, gambling needs. Yeah, um, ours are it's it's a just a mess, and we always lose track of who's who. But like, yeah. I think this would be much easier. Uh, like also, I would like to have the written down the rules of how you do it because it's it's it sounds complicated but super fun. It is both of those things, but we are always intoxicated while doing it. So we don't necessarily remember the rules from year to year. Okay. Uh, but I, I can tell you that Ben Hebert uh, ruins hundreds of dollars worth of wins every single year in the Briar due to a special rule that is applied and he's the most guilty of <laughs> all right awesome. so maybe we'll have to do a whole special episode we'll do a special episode or something, about it or something just just on the rules we'll do, of that. do a tiktok or something got it that'd be gross we okay. call it, do you do you want to know what we call it yeah we call it curlo 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 partially because it's 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 is that partially because you used to use uno cards yes okay that is Got exactly it. why it has the O on the end is because we have to use Uno cards. But we have a whole we we have written down rules before and lost the rules. <laughs> and so 
it's more fun that we have to make them up every year but Love it. that would be a special add-on pack all right let's do it okay we'll figure that out later what else is going anyway, on sorry for the distraction that's okay um so the scotties uh happened yep uh, sure did Team Canada won the Scott's. Yep. Congratulations to Terry Einerson, Val Friends. Sweeting, Shannon Burchard. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And Friend of the show. Brianne Harris. It was like plus one, plus half. That was, was like, well, it, that, that's was like at least five, a third. Just like five months pregnant or something. Yeah. I don't know how long, at least. how far along she is. I said, it's pretty amazing. I said five months and my wife thinks it's more. Um, I don't. That I woman don't. is pregnant. Yeah. Pregnant. And just kicking butt out there. Uh, yeah. Is she going to worlds like that? I don't know. It's not my. I I didn't ask. She's gonna. I assume she's gonna. I'll be text Shannon tomorrow. For the world, and we'll, we'll find out. Probably yeah. not. But yeah. Um. Anyway, congratulations yeah, they, to them. They won. This is four in a row. Four in a row for Team I, Team Ireson. Yeah. Five four. in a row for. Friend of the show, Shannon, Shannon Burchard. Yeah. She won five in her own. Five did she win? The, did she win with Jones the year before? She went with yeah. Anderson. Yeah, five in her own. Hey, Way to go! You want to hear something nuts? Yeah. That I just read today. Hundred percent. Four, four of those years she was first team All Star, and the other year she was second team All Star. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Decent pretty good. if you need her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for somebody to play second uh, or third, the one year. Yeah, uh, that wins the Scotties all the time. I guess she's pretty good. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, also going Congrats. on, uh, jun Junior Worlds is going on right now. Team USA being represented by uh, Samson on the guy side and okay. Thoreau on the lady side. Um, cool. It's going on right now. Um, check out Curling Zone for the scoring. Where is That's that? in Fusen, Germany. That, Ooh, it's in Germany. All right. Cool. Um, that there's a really friend, great friend of donut the show. Shop. Mike Moore is out there. There's a really great donut shop. Did you say? Donor. 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 Oh, some kebabs. Donor, donor kebabs. Right. There you it's, go. Uh, it's kind of like a euro. Yep. I've heard of donor For kebabs. Those who don't know. It's right by the what right is? by the rink there. Yeah. Cool. cool. Between Sweet. the rink and the hotels. Perfect. Awesome. What okay. else? Um, uh, mixed doubles just, oh, yeah. just got started today. US yeah, it mixed, started today. U.S. mixed doubles championship in Kalamazoo. We're recording Again. on Tuesday the 28th. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday the 28th. Might, this might be out started. before the thing is done. Uh, Who knows? Depends what Joel's got I, going on. Ideally, yes. Nah, probably I'm, not. You got the follower this weekend. I got I got the follower, yeah. which means I got to get it done before. Early, I got early next week. Before the follower. Fo yeah. All right. So, so we just announced that it's the 28th, uh, yeah. right now, the final day of February. Yep. Uh, but we will march on. Ah, that's my Get out of here with that. Uh, anyways, um, let's all pick a, a team. Four. Sorry. What? What, what now? For mixed doubles. Du mixed doubles. Yeah, it's, they've only played one draw. Who's who's yeah, going to win fine. the whole thing? Who's going to win the whole thing? Um, I think the final is going to be Hamilton's. Whoa. And. Shoes are giving. Okay. You go next. Who's going to win? Shoesty. All right. You go. Me? Yeah. Uh, Persinger plies mm -hmm. over 
Uh, 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 <laughs> and I think he's playing with an Anderson. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. I'm, I'm going to go, I think we made our predictions when Becca was on the show and I'm not going to go mm -hmm. back and remember. I'm going to say Delaney Strauss and Danny Casper are just going to continue the magical run. They're going to be in the final against as much I want to, as much as I want to say Tony Cott and Melissa Fountain, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think they're going to get there. Uh, I'll go. I, I drove them to the airport at the mixed doubles in Madison. Nice. Mm. They were great. I, yeah. I met them and they were fun. Um, I will also go with Persinger Plies, and Persinger Plies will win. I don't know. I mean, I don't. That's it. Okay, done. Yep. Uh, also, the Briar is about to start the this weekend. Hmm. The Briar. Yeah, the Briar starts this weekend. Briar starts this weekend. Hopefully, we get to watch it. Uh, I think you said we do. Allegedly, it's going to be allegedly on ESPN it's going to be on ESPN. Great. Uh, ESPN hopefully. three. Hopefully. Please. All right. Please do pick God. a team. Pick okay. a team that's not Botcher, Gushu, uh, Cooey, or Dunstone. Pick a one of those. Somebody else. Okay. Who's who is going to finish highest? Okay. McEwen. Brothers. Jacques Goche. Oh, I love that pick. Mm. That's a out of nowhere. Sneaky. How'd you even how'd you even know how to pronounce his name? I had watched too much curling. Got it. <laughs> and Kathy. I mean Kathy is on the on the broadcast, so his Fair. mom. Hey, speaking of broadcast, Joanne, our uh last guest, did a bang up job on the Scotties. Hundred percent. She did. Good on her. Hopefully she gets renewed for the Briar and the Worlds and all that other stuff. I sent I sent her an email I think on Monday or Tuesday saying thanks for coming on the show, and I said I don't think I don't think you let a deuce slip the whole the, the whole broadcast. I don't think I ever heard her say deuce. She I said she wasn't going to. I don't think she did. And then I said I think, I think every time Vic Russ said, said deuce, I, think, I chuckled yeah. a little bit because I knew she wouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough for uh, topics now. Uh, let's let's get into our interview. Let's talk talk to Mike. All right, we got a great guest on the show today, uh, coming to us from Northern Ontario. He's a golfer. He's a silver medalist, an Olympic silver medalist. Even uh, yep. he got to be my skip at the Lupus Summer Spiel, which was probably a highlight of his career. Short that's a highlight. That's Short a highlight. Straw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to be coaching at the Briar, I think, so we'll probably talk some Briar today. Welcome <clears> to the show, Mike Harris. Thanks for coming on the show today, Mike. Thanks. How are you doing? Hey, listen, gents. Happy to be here. And uh, I've heard I've heard nothing but, uh, well, you know, lukewarm uh, remarks about your, your show. So I'm here. I'm happy to be here. That's um, that, uh, that checks out. That story <laughs> yep. is accurate. Yeah, lukewarm reviews. Yep. I'll take it. You can... Lukewarm <laughs> reviews are better than no reviews at all. Am I right? You, yeah, you, there you go. You can there thank, you go. You can thank mom for the uh, <laughs> yeah. lukewarm lukewarm reviews of the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, you'll notice on my, uh, on here, it's Northern Ontario Curling Association. I am using their account where I work, but I'm actually in Toronto. So we're, uh, 
people people that know me will would want to say you're not in northern ontario but uh i'm representing at right. the briar as you as you mentioned because you're Mike. coaching yeah. northern ontario is that right you're coaching northern correct ontario? awesome when do you leave correct uh tomorrow actually wow. we have uh there's uh like a media day with tsn you know i don't know if you guys catch much of the show but it's you know they have the power posts before the game and all that so that all gets taped tomorrow um the team has some media obligations interviews and whatnot and um we have a team practice at some point and then we'll throw rocks friday we don't actually come start competing until saturday but uh there is a draw friday night so okay there you yeah go. we're uh, we're heading up tomorrow afternoon about a two-hour drive from where i am here in toronto well that's not bad so do you yeah. have, have so... to power pose too or is that just the team I do not. I do not. Oh, I'm not man. sure that would be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh. I'm not sure. I mean, actually, I mean, how many people know I'm coaching there? That's kind of a funny thing. The team really. We we discussed announcing it, and I mean, it's we're on the roster. If anyone goes to the website, they'll know it's not a secret or anything. But there's been no. We haven't really put anything out on social media yet. So this is a, a quasi. Uh, I think reveal, this might be our first breaking news. Yeah. It could be breaking on the, news. On the it's a big story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> all right. Speaking of this job like is this part of your new gig with northern ontario well it came about because of the new gig i suppose uh, our northern ontario provincials and craig you're your brother-in-law northern ontario legend ian tetley i will tell you so up in thunder bay so you know where where the provincials were held well north of thunder bay in a place called kenora um i was just chatting with uh, colin hodgson after the game who's an old you know just just a friend from the slams and and whatnot and i said who's what are you guys doing for a coach and he goes we don't know i said well let me know if you're looking for somebody like i'm i'm around i can i'd be happy to kind of jump on board and and um that's how it started and then they called me a few days later and said okay we we had a chat and yeah you're in and um which is great and i'm i'm really um yeah kind of i'm honored that they they thought that i could i could help a little bit um whether or not that that turns into any how much help I actually provide. That's a whole other uh, story. But you know, I've been coaching for a number of years uh, with uh, you know over in Scotland and China and with some Swiss teams and whatnot. So um, I feel I have a little bit to, to bring to the table with them, especially with a young team like uh, Tanner Horgan. Um, uh, so yeah, I think I think can help, I can help them out. But yeah, they they give me a call and yeah, happy to happy to be uh, jumping into the into the briar. I haven't hung out at a briar in quite a number of years. Actually, it's probably been. I think I want, went to watch a few games in the Ottawa Briar, you know, five, six years ago. But I actually don't, just with, with the nature of what I do with, with Sportsnet and we're doing some WCF events and whatnot, I don't actually get a, an opportunity to hang out at uh, the Curling Canada event. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to spend another another week at the Briar. I'm looking forward to it. Are, are you, you're not shunned because you're like their competition, are you? You're just, just busy with other things or are they... <laughs> No, I've, I've been busy with other things, and yeah. and and if the Briars, it's just not something that, uh, yeah, no, I, I, no, definitely not. I mean, and and uh, I do have some media access, and I've spent some time at the Briars over the years, but um, I, you know, Sportsnet sent me in there for one or two events just to do, you know, kind of daily updates and whatnot. But uh, I, I, I watch enough. I actually really like watching the game on TV, um, mm -hmm. just so I can listen to the players and whatnot. So. Um, if I do happen to go to a briar, usually I hang out in the patch and, and watch it so I can listen to the player mics, right? That's, that's how I like to do it in, in sure. any way. So sure. it'll be a very different you, experience. Yeah. It'll be you're a very different patch. That's, just so you can listen. In the patch. Well, it's that's one of those things where if, I, if I'm at the venue, I can't. I, it's like anyone who's been to a briar or a Worlds or a Scottish or U.S. championship in the arena. It's kind of cool. Um, but I, 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 my, the t I've been doing the television stuff for so many years now. It's over 20 years I've been broadcasting. I just. 
I really miss listening to the players. So, sure. um, yeah, I, I use that as an excuse, Craig. But you know, you know, different. The the patch the patch is not a bad place to hang out at the best time. So we're, we're... <laughs> perfect. So tell us a little bit more about your role with uh, Northern Ontario Curling Association. Uh, well, I'm the executive director. So similar to what uh, you know, I know I know U.S. is looking for a new uh, new executive director down there. So similar and. We're, our, our association is similar in size. We have about 15,000 curlers in Northern Ontario, uh, 40, 40 clubs thereabouts. Um, so I oversee all operations for, for that, including uh, a hot topic in the U.S., paying your dues and, and, and running events and all this sort of stuff. So it's, it's, it's uh, you know, we have, like I said, we have, four, we have uh, 15 um, member associations, we call them, you know, all the provinces, a couple, three territories and, and, uh, a few others. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a big job and it's a fun job. And it's, I just kind of got back into the world. I was looking for a, for a new gig. I was, I've been coaching for a few years and I haven't really had a, a full-time gig. The, the, the commentating is great, but with Sportsnet, it's only about six or eight weeks a year. So, um, I, and with my contract, I'm able to do both. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just started in September, so looking looking forward to. Uh, as I said it's it just wrapping up our first full season with uh, with NOCA. Great. And you said the provincials were both men and women to held concurrently in Kenora. They were, yeah. So we had uh, um, ten men's teams, seven women's teams. Kristen McCarvel had a good run at the at the Scotties uh, last week. I ended up finishing third, so uh, they were they were looking good all the way through the playoffs, and then uh, you know ran into the, you know the two the two other best teams in the country in in uh, Jones and and uh, Carrie Anderson, in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, we're hoping like Tanner Tanner's in a little bit different situation, young team trying to make his way into the that top five or six in the country. You know we've got the usual suspects here with, uh, you know Vushu Botcher, uh, Kevin Cooey, of course. There's just a, and Matt Dunstone's had a great year, so there's a lot of lot of good teams. So our team, it would take a special week for us to kind of get through into the playoff round, uh, but the guys are ready and and uh, yeah. So we we had a great we had a great event up in Kenora. Um, we we set them up in an arena. We got it streamed for the first time, so it felt like a, felt like a big event, and uh, hopefully the, the the players feel uh, really well prepared for for the Briar. That's great. I think I watched a few games from the. Northern Ontario. Yeah, we had, a, we had a good sponsor who came on board with Unibet, um, and they're they're yeah they they said it was it was a great event and uh, good ice and like I said I think the guys always love playing in an arena, uh, guys and girls love playing in, in an arena when whenever they give they're given the opportunity. So it was the first uh, first time they said that we we've streamed all of the games. Sure, you know you could watch uh, if your niece or nephew was playing on sheet A against whoever you could have watched the game. We, we we streamed every game live uh, from from the event, so it was it was uh, thanks to Jerry Gertz and Curling Zone and that Curling Stadium product they they use. So it's it was uh, really really good for us. Yeah, Joel's yeah. a nerd for that. He pushes yeah. buttons sometimes. I do. Uh, <laughs> actually, I did uh, get the chance to go up to Kenora to do that, um, but the men's and women's nationals in Denver was starting. Like a couple of days after that was going to end. Yes, exactly. I know and, were you working there with John Benton, right? Yeah, and, and that crew. And, and yeah. I looked at getting in and out of Kenora, and it was like, I'm not doing that. Got it. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> can't get can't get there from here. Like correct from Toronto, I flew to Winnipeg, Manitoba, different province for those of you listening, and then drove two hours 
uh, east back into Ontario to get to to our provincial championship. There's no easy way to get to uh, to Kenora. But uh, I got to tell you, first my, it was my first visit north of Thunder Bay. Um, Thunder Bay used to host a bunch of big cash bills. They had the Scotties there last year. Um, and it was beautiful, I have to say. It was a really, really nice region. And um, it's kind of a, a, a cottage country for, for Winnipeg. I said it's an hour and a half or two hours or so. And just a fantastic region. Uh, lots of tons of lakes and lots of cottages and homes on the water and whatnot. So it was a beautiful place. Cold, would, minus 40, but cold, but cold. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was in Kenora uh, about 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, Do you still have a cash spiel there, I think, Craig? Did you play, go and play there? Yeah. yeah. I played in the cash spiel in Kenora one time, probably mm. like mid mid to late 90s. Yeah. Um, and I, we might have even still been in juniors. Um, yeah, your, your brother-in-law told me he won a few spiels up there. He was... Uh, he probably was lying, exaggerating a little bit, knowing probably. Ian, but. Uh... <laughs> but I, so we're all of, you know, like whatever, 20. Because I know I was with my junior team, but I maybe it was our first year in the men's. Um, right. And <clears throat> we we were going to go out to some bar, and we didn't know what bar to go to. And The only one. We, we start to walk <laughs> into one, and there's a bouncer that's like, I don't know, about seven feet tall and just, I mean, just a monster of a man. And he sees the four of us walking up the steps to come in and he kind of just stands in front of the door and he shakes his head and he's like, you boys don't want to come in this bar. <laughs> and we're like, okay, thank you. And we left and we found some other bar. That's awesome. The bar that we were at, or the, could see the first bar that we tried to go to and in the like two hours that we were sitting in this other bar, we saw police show up on two separate occasions. Awesome. So it was like that, that bouncer might have just saved our life. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it's not that far from Duluth, right? Like Duluth to, to Thunder Bay was about an hour and a half drive, something like that. And then I think it's about a four or five hour drive. So, I mean, not, not that it's not far, but you know, you could, you could drive there certainly from, uh, from uh, Minnesota. So. I'm not sure where home is for you, Craig, but uh, uh, that'd Southern be a... Wisconsin. It's a long ways oh, away. That's where Madison. That would, tack, that would tack on like five hours from yeah. D Duluth. So Okay. Well, as a 20-year-old driving 10, 12 hours for Bonsville, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> case of beer, no problem. I mean, case of Mountain Dew. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> once once you cross the border, you're good. You okay, yeah. Uh -huh. south, south of the 49th, you're in trouble. But yeah, once you got across the border, you're good. At age yeah, but you're only across the border for like a half an hour, an hour. Uh, <laughs> once you pass through like International Falls or something. There so. you go. Nice. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, last show we had. I got a question. Uh, okay. Go. Yeah. So you talked, you alluded to these other teams that you've been coaching over the last several years. Can you tell us a few of who those teams were and what kind of experiences you had? Because I know you were spent a lot of time overseas coaching. Yeah, I worked. Uh, you know, I guess uh, the uh, the long version is that I, I was in the golf business until uh, 2012, and then got asked to go over and work in Switzerland. And I, in while I was there, I, I ran a, a little place called Champery, Switzerland. They had a. They wanted to develop a high performance center, 
um, that was not dedicated to Swiss athletes. It was open to anyone to come visit. So um, I was there for two years and worked with teams from all over, uh, mostly a lot of the B group teams and Europeans. Like I uh, went to the Europeans with Spain the first year I was there. I worked for teams from Latvia and Hungary and and uh, Russians sent 40 juniors to see me for a couple of weeks. And, and it was really an interesting, wow. interesting gig. Um, and it was a great, great deal. I was there for, I was two weeks in Switzerland, two weeks back in Canada. I did that for two years. That was part of, when I was negotiating with them, I was in, uh, in the golf business. I had a, a really nice head pros job at a big club in Toronto. And, um, for them to, to lure me away, they, they, they said, what do you need to do? I said, well, I want to, if you pay my flights, I'll come over. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, okay, well, that's enough. Okay pay me this amount of money, pay my flights. And they said, yes. I said, okay, okay, give me an apartment, pay my flights and do this. And they said, finally said yes. And I said, okay, well, I'm coming then. And I, and I went and just decided, I just decided, well, I walked away from a 25 year career in the in the golf business, right? It was, it was hard. It was a big leap. And, and, uh, and I thought I, I can always get back into the golf business uh, when I come back. And I, so I ended up working there for two years. That was leading into Sochi in like 2012, 2013. Um, and then after Sochi happened, the contract changed a little bit. They, they didn't want to pay me a salary anymore. They wanted to kind of base it solely on people who are visiting. It was actually owned by the, the, it was run by the tourism board in this little town. They're trying to fill up hotel rooms and it was actually a pretty, pretty interesting concept. Um, so anyway, I came back and then, uh, later that year I got asked to go coach for, uh, um, coach Tom Brewster in Scotland and Tom, he had run, he'd been lost a couple of world finals and was part of that. Murdoch team that won the uh, the silver in uh, in Sochi and um, yeah so I, I accepted and went and to work with them for a couple of years and that's where I met I worked with Ian Ian was coaching David Murdoch's team uh, Ian Telly and uh, so we we worked there for a couple of years and then I came back and and uh, then I got a call from China worked over there for a couple of years I worked with all of the teams there the men's the women's the the juniors went to all the worlds with them for a couple of years. Um, yeah, so I had a very, very interesting five, six years. And then by the time that happened, I never really did get back into the golf business came, you know, I still have my PGA card and all that, but I never, I never did get back working at a club. So, um, you know, and I, I coached Irene Shorey's team for the last three or four, three years, I guess. Well, if you count COVID, you know, two and a half, however, sure. however you want to, you, you want to stretch, stretch that out. Um, no, just gonna fact check it, Mike. Month. It'll be fine. You yeah. just tell us something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fine. just one of those things where, yeah. where you know. Um, anyway, it was it was great experience coaching them, and now here we are. And then I, I decided I might want to get a more steady gig, and that's how I got. I, I applied for this job with Northern Ontario. So um, after ten, kind of eight or nine years of coaching, I just wanted to kind of get back into the the regular. I'm using quote unquote regular workforce. Um, not kind of be a freelancer anymore. And, and um, you know, I, I got the job to, to be the executive director of the Northern Ontario Curling Association in September. So that's where we are. So I've, I've uh, had, had a lot of great experiences, a lot of, lot of fun. Like I said, I was, I've been really fortunate to travel to a lot of, a lot of cool places um, over the last, uh, last 10 years, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, kind of settled down a little bit now with, uh, with this job. How big is the uh, Northern Ontario Curling Association? Like how many, uh, how area, area wise, it's huge. <laughs> we have about, uh, 10,000, 10,000 curlers okay. in Northern Ontario, uh, 41 different clubs, 41 different facilities. Um, uh, you know, 15, if you look at the number of people that curl, you know, have curled or 
have curled once a week type of thing. I think it's closer to 15 or 17,000, something like that. But dues, dues paying members were, were around 10,000. Sure. Okay. Over sure. 40 clubs. Nice. It's a big region. And how long have you been doing the Sportsnet gig? I've been commentating for 20 years, if you can believe it. Um, I, my first my first game, this will date me very nicely. Mm-hmm. The first game that I did with Joan McCusker with CBC Sports uh, and Don Whitman was Brad Gushu winning the Canadian Junior Championship. Whoa. So 2001. All right. right. So that was, that was our first show. That was February 2001. So this will be 22 years um, doing it. And it's funny, when I got the job, I said to Joan, I said, ah, if I work, if I, we get through Torino in six years, that'd be a good run. <laughs> <laughs> here, we are, here we are 22 years later, and and, and I love it. You know, honestly, I, I love doing it. And sports, uh, we work, for, CBC did all the Briar and Scotties and the Worlds and all that sort of stuff, but we only ever did the final weekend mm-hmm. um, leading up to about 2007 or 2008, something like that. Got it. And then, um, and then Sportsnet came in and, and bought the CBC. Actually, had the Slams for like two or three years, maybe two years. And then Sportsnet bought the Slams, and I've been working with Sportsnet. And so I, and I do I do work for CBC doing the Olympic coverage here in Canada as well. Yeah. And have done so. I've done oh man, seven Olympics. Wow. Holy crap. congratulations! How old am I? That's pretty awesome. Pretty old. Six Olympics. Six six Olympics. Six Winter Games. I, I did one Summer Games. I went I went to Rio to do golf coverage as well. So like as a as a golf. Well, that's awesome. Um, I did a, I did a radio show in Rio as well, so I'm hoping to go to Paris to do some golf as well. Sweet, uh, we'll That'd see. Be great. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I had, a, I had a, I actually had a job in Tokyo for golf, and that uh, again, COVID uh, got it shut her down, so I didn't it. get to go over there. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, we had Jill Courtney on well, a show ago, and she was very complimentary of you and the comp the. Uh, commentary you did together she's like mike was holding yeah me it's very kind of her yeah she's she was fun like so much energy and um if anyone had a chance to catch her at the scotties i thought she did a great job um yeah for sure i was yep. chatting with bruce rainey who was our play-by-play guy and i said oh we kind of we kind of set her on her way and look at her now she's doing a great job and doing great work so um hopefully they they hire on full-time at tsn i haven't heard what's going on there but uh, i love i love what she was doing what she brought to the show she just brings a ton of energy like Anyone who follows her on social media knows uh, what, 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 how I'm, I'm going to use these words only because she uses these words. It's, it's, it's a place to put her crazy. She uses <laughs> like so much energy and so much actually like she, I said, how do you get up and work out before you do like all these shows? Because I just, I just have to burn the, I just have to put my crazy somewhere. I said, okay, I'll, I'm going to use that. And she said, ah, you can go, you can do that. So. <laughs> So anyone, anyone who says, "Okay, that. watch what you're saying," I said, "Those are her words, everyone. Those are Got her it. words." So, yeah, we. Uh... But I know I, I loved working with her. Um, she she had a ton of insight, especially when it comes to the to the modern sweeping. Like the last five years in sweeping has just been insane, right? Like how the game's changed. So she has so much insight to that. And uh, no offense to Russ, but he's a skip like me, and and uh, he doesn't know anything about sweeping. <laughs> well, sorry, he's like he knows the theory of sweeping. He knows the theory of sweeping yeah. like I do, but yeah, I can't relate to to a lot of the stuff she talks about. Right? I just can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wish I could, but but yeah, it's better to have someone who does it. I mean, you are a six foot. You're a six foot all star. I mean, from the T line back, well, you're just from a monster. T line back. Russ, well, yeah, we were, we're, we're among the top 30 or 40, 50, 60, 70 skips in the world. <laughs> from, from the T-line back. There we go. 
<laughs> well, you you were. You were. Maybe yeah. not anymore. But there you go, Craig. Yeah. You know, you're you're yeah, one of your, us. It's okay. You're okay. In your you're prime, one of us. you were just like I was <laughs> in my prime. Amongst the top seven. I'm just stupid enough to think I can still do it. That's the only difference. That's the only that's the difference between you and I. I still I'm still dumb enough to think I can sweep from the T line back, but maybe not. (laughs) I got a sweep in league now because I play with my wife. She skips and my I've been I play with my eleven year old. I've been bumped down to lead, so I got a sweep every week. I'm getting back into form. You enjoying that? I'm enjoying playing with my son. Yes. Uh, and my aunt. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, See, I thought I was in trouble, but actually, Craig's going to be in trouble when this is over. This no, is she never listens. Is, our, she none never of our listens. wives listen to the show. Yeah. Okay, fine. we're good. We're yeah, good. Somebody's going to have to tell her. That's so, awesome. No, we have a good time. She's a little uh, hyper competitive for her experience level. And so. <laughs> She will come home from league on uh, any given night, and she plays like twice as much as I do, three times yeah. as much as I do. Yeah, same with mine too. Actually, same. Cat, uh, my wife plays like three times a week. It's like okay, whatever. I'll yeah, feel. and then she'll come home right. and she'll like interrupt whatever I'm watching on TV, and she'll like bring up the web stream from our. She's got call. yeah, got the rocks out, and here's look at this call. And... No, she just like reverse rewinds it and finds the spot in the game. She's like, "What should I have called here? Why did you know why? Why did why do you think I should have called that?" And then and you like, you, just, you can't say just slide better, slide straighter, make your shots. You can't say that. No, that wouldn't go over well. No, no. And there's there's no defense for perfect execution usually, <laughs> um, but right. Then you know she obviously her Thursday night ladies team doesn't have perfect execution so then it comes down to yeah her second guessing her strategy constantly yeah it makes me laugh yeah well, let's let's talk about the strategy well how about you just miss the rings against three that's yeah. there's nothing that's nothing to do with strategy like you just got to make sometimes you just got to draw the house that's yeah. how it works there's sometimes. a shot you should play and there's a shot your team can make yep so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go world-class skip joel deets there we go boom Nailed he knows he knows i played enough chair chair Charity spiels. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. That I know, Mike, you're not calling the same game as you did in not. We're talking not about enough. HOH last night, actually, in uh, and the bacon situation, and the uh, yeah, we're so we're, we're chatting with Rich Hart. Our our, our man, my men's league team's pretty good. We're uh, we got Richie Hart playing third, and his son's playing. Well, Rich plays second, his son plays third. So three of a, a month ago, none of us were doing anything for March, and I was. We're scheduled to come to HOH, oh, and awesome. then two weeks after that, we're all we're all going to Briar. Nice. So that makes no sense, right? That's not, yeah. That makes a Rich lot of got, sense. Well, Joel got Joel got the last minute call from Mike McEwen, and they brought brought Rich along to coach. So, and then I'm I'm coaching the Northern guys, and off we go. Well, so what? Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Speaking, of, I mean, you're going to talk about your competition in regular Ontario. I'm not going to call it Southern Ontario. I'm going to call yeah, it yeah. the rest of Ontario. Yeah, the Ontario with all the people part, um, <laughs> less trees and bears. Um, yeah, <laughs> what's your what's your take on the state of curling down there? Because you know, Glenn, he's a he's a million now, and he just but he yeah. just keeps winning. And yeah, you know, like McEwen came in and he's got a good team with you know guys from Ontario, but like yeah. what's they they seem to not have. 
They don't have the, the marquee depth. names uh, for sure anymore. The, the, prob the, problem, the problem with curling now, the competitive curling now, is that in order to be as good as the top teams in the world, it requires so much. So, so the gap between even Glenn Howard at age, I, I don't, I, I don't know how. I think he's sixty. Is sixty or sixty-one? Um, I just told you. Yeah. So Glenn's sixty. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got then you got Epping, who's you know John's not super young. Like I'm, so I'm fifty-five. But Glenn, John, John's got to be at least forty-two, forty-three, somewhere in there. So the the problem is the gap. If you're not working at the game full time ish, um, you just can't keep up, right? So the gap, especially with the, when it comes, and we talk about the sweeping. The sweeping these days is incredible. Um, so if you don't have four people who are able to do basically essentially a full time uh, commitment to, to the sport, there's just this massive gap. So Glenn, Glenn's got a team that is is talented and and plays lots, and they play less than they used to, but the gap is so big that even if he just shows up at provincials, you know, he's going to finish in our top two or three, like without, without too much difficulty. Um, and, you know, for young teams to break through, it's just really, really difficult. Um, so the state of the game, it's concerning because it's not only in Ontario, it's all the provinces, you know, you've got, uh, you know, in Manitoba, they got two or three pretty good teams done. So in Crothers in, Man in Alberta, there's a couple teams in Botcher and Cooey. Um, you know, and, there, and there's a few teams that are close. So, you know, there's the Colton Flashes of the world. And, and teams like that are kind of anywhere from 10 to 25 in the world, call them, right? Mm -hmm. um, even the gap between the top five or six in Canada and everyone else is huge. So it's just really hard to break through. And and uh, I don't I don't actually don't know what the answer is. It's, you know, in the States, you're seeing it too. You've got Corey Dropkin and, and, uh, and John. And John's not playing as much as he used to anymore. Corey's still putting in the... The time and John John plays a lot more in the states I think than than Corey does uh, Corey travels a bit more but um, even even that just with two or three very very good teams um, the gap to number five or number six or whatever whatever the number you want to you put on it is so so huge that it's really hard to close the gap so every country is suffering from the same type of challenge in that. Uh, you know, there's two or three good teams in Sweden. There's two or three good teams in Switzerland. There's two teams in Korea. There's two teams, three, three teams in Japan. Like, so what's the right number of, what's the depth that you need to, to achieve, a, to win a medal? And it's been proven that if you have eight good curlers in a country, like I'll go to Sweden, you got Hasselborg and Edin. Mm -hmm. No one's knocking Nick Edin's team off the top of the men's podium over there. The second best team, second best men's team in Sweden is off the charts. You don't know where they are. You've never heard of them. You've never seen them play. So once Nick decides to pack it in, then what? Right. So a lot of countries are facing this, the same challenges. But the, the the difficulty is for most countries, including Canada, is that your funding to the amateur sports governing body is so dependent on Olympic results that it's really tough to not focus a lot of energy on those two or three or five, whatever the number is, top teams. So um, we're suffering the same fate that a lot of countries are. Um, and it's becoming more and more apparent. Like the, the challenge we have in Canada isn't that the teams, the top three or four teams aren't good enough. The challenge is the expectation is gold or bust. And to be honest, of any medal at a world championship is a very good result, right? That's, you know, there's you can't say that 
pick a team. Pick Brandon. You can't say that Brandon Botcher is a better metal favorite than Nicodine or uh, Bruce Mowat from Scotland, sure. right? Mowat and Scotland. Mowat and Adine will be the favorites at the World Championship this year. So, so what do you do if you're Canada, right, or or any other country? Yeah. Like, so what do you, what do you, how how do you combat that? It's really hard to combat. And then, it, so. and then there's like the next year is like Canada's right on their heels. Switzerland's going to be right there, probably. Sure. And then, sure. I mean, you roll the dice, and then and, and, it's then, like... and then and then if it's John or Corey Dropkin, fine. But if one of those guys don't win yeah. the nationals in the U.S., then what? Right? Like, yeah, is it's, that, it's that, John. You know, John one. Yeah. So. It's John. John won a oh, couple I know, weeks I know. ago. I'm just saying, like, say, oh, say the third yeah, best, next year. Say the third best yeah. team happens to win next year, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the whole the, the challenge is that if you have say finish eighth at the worlds or ninth at the worlds, who Canada or whomever, you don't have enough points to automatically qualify for Olympics. Then you got to go to this Olympic qualifying event, and if you don't get through, you don't get through. Like it's it's really really hard, right? Like yeah, U.S. had to get through that at OQE uh, for, for Sochi actually yeah right so uh, for sochi yeah. the guys had to go over there and play so um and, yeah anyway and it, was, past, it was past time for mixed doubles uh john right yeah plies and uh, plies and uh, vicky went over there right and, yes. and they qualified yeah. and yep. they won so which is great so um it's just it's just really difficult it's it's it, so i don't <laughs> long answer to craig i don't know what the state of curling is in canada other than um at the very very top it's 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 tough. It's a tough grind. And I think the, the expectations of Canadian fans needs to be adjusted a little bit, like anything, just accept like, okay, if they make the playoffs and win a medal, awesome job. Right. Yeah. Awesome job. So, um, and I think any country could probably say the same, right. You see any, you know, sure. There wasn't yeah. very much joy in a silver medal in 1998. I can tell you, but now looking back, it's like, okay. Pretty good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you so know, really it's a long time ago. But, really good, but expectations yeah. expectations were different, right? For so, sure. um, but, um, but yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is is really. I hate to say it, a lot of it's just money related, right? Like, where does your funding come from? Your funding comes from government support, and that's we're 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 very much in a similar boat here in in Canada. And I'm finding out that more and more about that in my job, right? With with Northern Ontario curling, because you're, you know, you're, you're going to government agencies, different government agencies for, for grants and, you know, high performance, this and DI that, and, and you're, you're really trying to figure out ways to, to, to get money into the sport to develop things at the grassroots so that you, hopefully that, that trickles, you're trying to trickle up into high performance rather than the other way around, right? Which yeah. is not easy to do. Got it. So then you have to find, uh, other sources of funds that aren't tied to uh it's not results? just your members paying the dues right yeah it's not just the members paying the dues that cover it's not enough to to cover your high performance costs and the mem right? that's, members that's can, the can get a little pissed off if if all their dues are going for high performance cur curling or you, you just can't you can't do it actually yeah. you can't physically do that so um so there is and and like i said the, the like the canadian government's good they have that program called own the podium that's very good sport canada has funds that are available for all the national sporting uh, association not just curling any other sport but um you know and I, I and i know how heavily the usa curling relies on the olympic program as well right for funding so um yeah it's and it's not just like i said it's not just our country it's all the countries around the world uh, where the Olympics is the, the the big carrot, right? You do well at the Olympics, and that that provides dollars to your association. So, um, you know, you could say the rich get richer, but 
just even just qualifying for the Olympics for a lot of countries really changes the the dynamic. You know, I know the Czechs uh, won a spot in the mixed doubles Olympics and it changed their whole um, funding structure in the country, right? So okay. you, you can go back, you can all go all the way back to 1998 when uh, Denmark won the silver medal in the women's and uh, it changed everything for them, for that country. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's important, but it, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify um, that, that doesn't necessarily to translate into more members, more curlers, that type of stuff, right? So it's, it's a, it's a de very delicate, it's a very tricky balance um, with, with our, our grassroots club level curlers and our high performance curlers. Got it. Uh... We, I think, great answer, first of all. Yes. That was a long answer. <laughs> it was but, a little yeah, long. That's anyway. okay. It's good Good info. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be remiss if we had you on and we didn't talk a little briar, at least. You're obviously going to coach, but you, I'm sure, yeah. are familiar with most of the teams there. Are there any storylines you see coming out of the briar? Or, like, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean. The... Like, like, we're not going to ask you about results. Yeah, and... no, that's fine. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us exactly who's going to win. Botcher, Gushu, uh, Dunstone, <laughs> Cooey are the top four seeds, right? Um, Probably, yeah. So that's well, they're that's how they're seeded. Got it. Um, Got it. Okay. So it's just it's just a question of who plays really well, and then who and who secures those other playoff spots, right? So mm -hmm. I said teams like Reed Carruthers, and and uh, I should have the draw in front of me and know them all, but I, I don't sadly. But um, you know. Uh, it just you gotta you have to play really well. The the playoff format was a little in. I'm not convinced it's the best <laughs> format for for moving forward. Yeah, that's kind of uh, goofy. You know, there was some the criticism Scotties. at the Scotties. Well, you, we were chatting about it again, chatting about it last night, where yeah, on the Friday the playoff games, the the two three game, which is a crossover, the two and three teams yeah play the other two and three from the other pool. Mm -hmm. That's an elimination game, right? All right. So if you win that game, you go to play the number one seed from each pool which is a non-elimination game on the Saturday. Yeah. Right. So they're eliminating two teams on Friday yeah. and then you play Saturday and those teams don't get eliminated. The losers go to the semis and the winners go to the winner goes to the final. So mm -hmm. that makes no sense at all. Or the, sorry, the winners go to the one, one two, two game, the losers the... go to the three, to the three, four games. So yeah. how do you have a, how do you have an elimination game and then a non-elimination game right afterwards? It makes, makes no sense to me at all. Um, but it's the first year that they've let the top three teams in that aren't qualified for the briar otherwise which i think is a great idea because at the end of the day you have to send your best teams to your championships right so mm -hmm. so um you know we had two provincial finals in manitoba and alberta where it didn't matter who won because They're... the winner or the loser were going to the briar anyway okay cool. so the solution for that from from my standpoint as a curler is to say, okay, send the teams that have got their qualification already to the Briar already. They don't go in the provincial championship. So the winner of Manitoba and Alberta would be people that otherwise weren't going to get in anyway. And the game, the final means something. Like the final is important now. So, um, you know, they, they had <laughs> Botcher missed a shot to, I don't know if he had a run back to win or something like that. And he missed the game and he went and missed it. And he went, eh, oh, well, no big deal. Going to Briar anyway, right? That's no fun. So, but so I don't know what the right. Would those teams is, but, miss? I, like, would those teams actually want to play in the provincials? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but 
I think I think you have to just you have to make the choice for them. You can't just say you can play if you want. I don't think that makes sense at all. Either you play or you don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think if if you're going to play, you're giving up your CTRS spot, and then nobody would give up that spot. Like there, if you know you're going to go to the briar regardless of how you do, then you're going to the briar, right? So give me my spot in the briar, and off you go. And the teams play so much now as well. Like they, um, it's not like they're going to be missing competitive reps, right? So I don't think there anyone wouldn't. Uh, if you knew you're going to go to the briar and you weren't allowed to play provincials, I don't think anyone's going to be upset. Okay. But the people who are who are upset are the people who run the provincial association. So I've had several conversations with our provincial, my provincial colleagues about this topic because they want teams to play in their provincial championship to try to sell tickets to have people show up at the venues and oh, sure. you know, they, come to... They want that final... So there's a vested Kukui. interest for the, from them in some ways. But then the other, on the flip side of that, you got Brad Gushu. When Brad Gushu does not win the Briar and is not Team Canada and he goes into provincial playdowns, they get two or three teams play. Yeah. Because they know they have no chance. Right. When Brad when Brad is Team Canada and he's not playing, they get ten or twelve teams play because they all want to. This is okay. We have, we a, have shot. a chance to go to the virus. So right. Let me in. So so there's there's pros and cons to both arguments. Um, I I'm prone to just letting the teams in before provincial championships so that all the provincial championship final games are important. That's the way I look. So at how it. many how uh, many but, would but, you? But my but my my view wasn't. Uh, well received by some of the other provincial member associations, <laughs> I can tell you. I did, they, they didn't like me saying that type of stuff. Got right? it. So, anyway. rabble rouser. I think that's right. A good right. Point. Well, yeah. Like you got. You're not going to like what I have to say, but here's what I'm saying it anyway. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I agree that I don't think if you are already qualified, you should be able to help determine who your competition at the next. And you're also knocking guys out that might want to play too, right? That's the other part of it, right? So yeah. Anyway. So I'm just and, I'm getting a plug. My phone, my 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 uh, computer's about to shut her down. So, so plug like, in, plug in. The, you know, I can understand the other concept there, though. In that, you know, this year, I, I don't know yeah. exactly how the CTRS all worked out, but you know, maybe both Cooey and Botcher are in. They would they would have been in. Both of them are in, no matter what. So then, the two biggest names in Alberta aren't even allowed to play in their provincials. Right. And where's the draw then? You know, and like I, I right. get I get the other point of view, but I also my opinion is similar to yours in that if you're qualified, yeah, you're you don't out. get to you don't get to choose you don't get to help choose who's gonna be your competition at the next event. Right. You can, right. Makes sense, you know, right? Like and I'm glad we sorted that out. So let's all pass this on to Curling Canada. We'll figure so, that out. Absolutely. I'm sure they watch the podcast <laughs> anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, there you go. We'll send it straight to Curling Canada, right yeah. to the top. Yeah. Who's in charge up there these days? Uh, Ian Tetley, I believe. No, he's only in charge of the Oakville Curling Club. <laughs> <laughs> and that's questionable at best. Right. It's a, new, it's a new job. He's only been in it like two weeks. So. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I will awesome. say no one. That's one of those ones where I, 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 it's best for me not to give the real answers it, based on where I'm working, what I do for a living. So that's fine. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, you my, uh, what are your thoughts on um, streaming versus broadcasting on TV? Um, mm, yeah, interesting. This is the, again, 
again, understanding that I worked for television um, in my other life. Uh, I think I think there's room for both. That's that's my my initial thought. Um, I, I think there's actually room to have to have both uh, ways of viewing the game. I actually would it wouldn't break my heart to see two or three games streamed from the Briar or Scotty's or whatever, mm-hmm. and then excuse me, they still have their feature game, and and it can be an unproduced show, a little bit like say a little bit like Curling Zone does their Curling Stadium or whatever, however they want to do that. So I, I think there's room to have both. Um, there's I've watched quite a few. I've watched more games than I ever have probably this year um, being streamed, and maybe because there are more games, or maybe because um, I was doing a little bit of work with uh, some mixed doubles stuff that we we're doing up here. But um, you know, obviously the quality of the show isn't isn't nearly as good with the with the you know the the, the cameras and the lack of. Uh, I don't know what the best way to put it, but you know, as, you know, just you're not having replays, the audio is not as good, the replays, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. but I think you know, as someone whose daughter is curling in British Columbia on the west coast of Canada, and I live in Toronto, I've watched a dozen of her games, right out in out in BC, yeah. uh, because I could. There you um, go. Whether it's whether it's the moms streaming it on Facebook or whether it's uh, <laughs> produced from, you know, but that even that, right, yeah, I'm happy sure. to watch it, right? I'm, I'm sure. grateful that I have the opportunity to watch the game um, somehow. And 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 then when she was at her at the provincial championships, then Pearl BC had their stream that they were putting up and, and um, it was great. Like, honestly, I was really, really grateful to be able to watch it. So I think there's definitely a market uh, for it. It's really tough sell. Like that's you know just the just having gone through it with Northern Ontario Curling, trying to find a, a sponsor, and you want to produce a professional enough show that your sponsors are going to appreciate it. If you're just kind of running the camera that's stuck to the glass and and showing each end, and you're panning and tilting, that's not that's not the same thing in my opinion as streaming it for sponsors or for events right so that's there's there's about three different tiers of coverage that you can provide one is one is decent pictures where you're showing it and have someone actually holding a camera or manipulating jerry you know you've worked the cameras show where yeah. you're you can actually pan the camera that from, and you can do it remotely which is remarkable to me like you know someone sitting in in duluth working camera on a show in edmonton alberta Right, uh, it's crazy that you can actually do that. There, I, there, there's there's the capability of doing that. I produced the uh, Saskatchewan June, June, Junior Finals from uh, here. Right, it's crazy that you can actually that t- type of technology is available to me. Um, again, not I'm just kind of an old guy with a with a laptop, right? So I, I I find that fascinating. So there's that level of coverage. Then there's the next level of coverage where it's cameras no commentating and then it's the the third level where it said literally someone holding their laptop up to the to the screen and then panning down and panning that's all they're doing right yeah, so right. there's there's about three or three or four different levels of coverage uh for streaming and that all pales in comparison from a quality standpoint to to any type of tv coverage whether it's world curling tv or whether it's tsn or whether it's the stuff with us for and cbc um which are Again, a lot of the most of the guys who are doing this 
the work on those shows are the same people. The camera guys are all the same, and you know it's just different. Oh, a, yeah. a different truck. Yeah, well, they leave there. So, like they leave these events and and go do like baseball or basketball or. Yeah, a lot of all their so, yeah, their camera guys, right? Yeah. So the, a lot of the TSN and Sportsnet guys, they're shared with with sport. Like I said, we share a lot of a lot of the crew, and the the big difference is the production, like the who's who's actually producing and directing the shows. That's that's a big that's obviously a big a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so there's I think there's room for both, and and I and I don't think having more coverage is necessarily a bad thing. I just think you got to be really careful when it comes to. There's all this debate about who owns the shows and who does this and that and the other, you know, like, is there really an ownership of a junior bond spiel when the mom's shooting the yeah. show on a, on their, on her iPhone, right? Is there, is there an ownership aspect to that? Probably not. Right. Um, but you know, once you get into, to season, for us, it's called season champions events and, and the, and the slams with Sportsnet. There's definitely an ownership factor there, so I get why those games aren't streamed necessarily. Because it is a is it beneficial to the sponsor is the number one probably the number one factor, right? Is it mm-hmm. is it something the sponsor wants? Um, would it would it dilute the audience numbers a little bit from the show? So if TSN was showing all four sheets live all the time, would they still get the same numbers on their feature game as they have? You know now they now they're going to lose probably call it 10 to 15 percent of the audience to watch mm-hmm. you know person from from Nunavut watching their there's their daughter-in-law curling at the scotties they're not watching tsn anymore right, right. and the same right. thing would apply to our to our slams right so if we're not if it's not the feature game how much of our audience would be would be lost sure so i don't i don't i don't know what the right answer is um so, but. so like let me ask you this though like if in that situation that you just brought up, like TSN showing all four sheets and, you know, whatever, 5,000 people are watching PEI versus New Brunswick instead of watching the feature game. And a couple right. a couple hundred <laughs> are watching Nunavut game. Uh, right. Is that uh, if, if those people are transferred from one – TSN outlet to a different TSN outlet is that a net loss? Uh, in some well, in, unless they're airing on? it, like if they're only streaming it, that's different too, right? So, um, sure. interestingly, um, CBC announced recently they're as far as live sports goes, they're looking at they're they're not going there yet, but they're actually considering going to 100% streamed stuff because they they have the biggest numbers they've ever had for Beijing. Beijing, most of the stuff was you could watch on your app on your phone right didn't matter which event which sport mm-hmm. they had wall-to-wall coverage of every event every every skier every skater every curling game every whatever you could have watched every minute of coverage of any sport on your phone on the cbc olympic app right so so they're they're considering going to to 100 streaming for all sports not just olympics you know, they're talking about just almost getting away from live sport coverage on television, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote television, mm-hmm. even though, even though, you know, I, if I decide I want to watch the game, I can put it on my TV because you, everyone's got a smart TV and you can just yeah. load up the app and you're watching it anyway. Right. So, yeah. so, um, it's just a question of changing the whole, um, 
how they monetize how them. you measure how you measure things right that's yeah. that's the that's the difficulty right yeah. how how do they quantify those those viewers and and again jerry at curling zone he is a totally different business model he's he's all about the clicks right give me he had 550,000 people click in and out of his site during our, our provincial championship on one day. And when you show that to a sponsor, oh. 550,000 people, individual clicks on the show, mm -hmm. he, they, that kind of blew them away. They had no clue that this was even feasible in the sport of curling. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're really lucky in mm -hmm. curling that, that we have so much coverage, right? And so many people are able to, to tune in wherever they want. So yeah, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm the wrong guy to ask the question what's right or what's wrong. But, um, you know, I think, I think there's room for both. I think there's, there's just a really, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked pro in the right way. And then maybe we're not asking the right question. That's, yeah. That's and like here right. in the U S like, um, we're not going to get ESPN to show up at the, U.S. National Championships in Den Den Denver, so right. we, we can't we can't hold our breath and wait for TV coverage to come to us because they're not right. They wouldn't even broadcast the Scott, Scott Scotties and ESPN got the coverage for for free. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if they're Which not even broadcasting, because I mean, it always it always ends up being decent numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Like when the yeah. when the Olympics is on, like NBC's, they they will tell you the best numbers they get even in and even in the states is figure sure. skating is usually number one which is weird and then curling is number two right yeah. like it's like how is mm -hmm. that how does that not translate into someone wanting to to cover the sport and i know i know their uh, nbc's kind of changed their uh what's the word they they, they, they used to have a dedicated Sports yeah, they, channel, right? They shut down. I'm the, not sure they the, do anymore. They shut down NBCSN. They shut Universal down, was a Universal. Um, they shut down NBC Sports Network channel. Uh, right. They shut down the the Olympic cha channel, and I think they they're moving everything over to Peacock Plus or whatever right. that that is the online streaming. Well, that's then that's that's a little bit like what we were doing up here. Like yeah. Sportsnet's got Sportsnet now. Um, like I said, CBC's got their app that they right. use. Sport it's called CBC Gem. So if if you don't have those on your on your tablet or your phone or your laptop, whatever, then you need to get it. Otherwise, there's no other way to watch this stuff, right? So, well, if uh, CBC needs some uh, some experienced producers that do streaming for curling, uh, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I will do that. Yeah, have technology. As long as you gotta you gotta you gotta hire the right commentator. Uh, correct. Because <laughs> that is not my forte. All right. Uh, before we can, we, we can work a deal. We can work a deal. We'll, we'll, we'll work yes. it out. Yes. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yes. Uh, but we've got some questions for for you. So sure. Uh, first one: How did you get start started curling? Uh, my parents curled. So like like a lot of people. Uh, well, not a lot of people, but a lot of people I know my age. Uh, my parents curled, so they dragged me up to the club when I was nine or ten, and. Started throwing rocks at a little two-sheeter in Montreal, St. Anne de Bellevue it was called, and it's long gone. But uh, yeah, parents got me into it. I was like nine or 10 years old, something like that. Nice. Yeah, good times. Uh, Follow-up question. Go. So is that, that's obviously why you're a Habs fan? Because you grew up there? Yeah, I grew up in Montreal. We have Stanley Cup parade every year. So it was great back in the 70s. 
No, not so much. <laughs> like they won six cups in eight years while I was there, so it was uh, it was easy to become a Habs fan, right? There you yeah. go. Now they have Cole Caulfield on Wisconsin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we just got to we just got to keep beating the Leafs whenever they can. That's all we care about now. <laughs> <this> point, <so. laughs> all right. Uh, what I guess this is kind of a two parter because I'm not sure. Uh, we we say what's other than your home club. Where is your favorite place to curl? What's your favorite curling club? Well, so I guess I, what's your current I, home I, club, or what would you consider your my home club? club? Yeah, I curl out of Tam Heather in Toronto. So we've we've been there for well since I was a junior, 18, 19 years old. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of fun events, right? Like, I love curling the HOH down. The Duluth is a great spot. I think that's the right answer for this crowd, right? <laughs> Duluth is a great spot to curl. Um, yeah, we've heard it's a fun time. Uh, internet, yeah, like I said, the bit the my my most the city that I've had the most success in was is Ottawa. So I've I've played. I have a lot of great memories in Ottawa. Um, we won our Olympic trial spot in Ottawa back way back in the day. So um, they used to, and they used to have an unbelievable cash bill there. He's called the Weldon Beauchamp and it played at four or five different clubs. So I would say Ottawa would be my uh, my number one city to, right. to play in. Great, good answer. Uh, what's your favorite? I'm so spiel? mad that I missed out on that spiel. Yeah, you're too young. I, I will. I wasn't though. Like the last, the first couple of years when I was playing in Canada quite a bit, like that spiel was still going. Yeah. But you know, probably like oh oh two oh three oh four was like the end of it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And I just I never made it, and it sounds like it was the greatest. It was especially be. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we're biased. I mean, there's a lot of great spiels around around the country and and the world, but. We uh, they had they they did they did it right. They had lots of just great parties, good ice, great fields, just just a ton of fun, right? It was it was used to, yeah, just a really good event. Boom. Uh, a, I, I would have liked to play in one of those car spiels like back in the seventies. Yeah, me too. 80s. I never did play in a car. I've never played in a car spiel either. That would have been fun. And, the, and then it's funny, everyone talks about these big closer. purses we play for now, right? Like if you win a slam, like it's like thirty grand, right? Like back in the seventies, you used to win four cars. Right. <laughs> also thirty grand in the seventies, right? Okay, that's that's better. Yeah, that's better. That's, that's like winning one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty grand now, right? Like yeah, come on. for sure. Even even the spiels like in I think the first time I ever played you or at least played in the same spiel as you was one of those big spiels in Thunder Bay. You know when it's yeah the Grand Prix and the twelve to fifteen grand first prize and that yeah is the, still... the McDonald's was twenty at one point I think too right yeah, that's again that's back 20. in the early nineties you know, like, right so even now if you're not in a slam like right that's a great price like that's as high as you get period yeah. if you're not in a slam yeah. and even the slams aren't that much higher correct right. yeah like four four grand to qualify usually right make the quarters and then four grand and then. Yeah. Anywhere from fifteen to twenty to win the thing. Yeah, those, those, and those. Like I said, they they ran. They've been running those since the seventies. Right. And the money hasn't changed much at all. No. The only, the only thing that's gone up is the expenses. <laughs> sure. Nice. All right. So setting money or championships aside, what's the best or weirdest thing you've ever won? Uh, I don't know. I, I won one of those. Like I go, I go play these. Like I said that Hollywood cash, the Hollywood spiel. I, we won a. You know the old uh, one of the movie thing, like click. You know the, yeah, the clap, win your event. That was board. the old. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of fun, and and uh, yeah, we used to win video games and weird stuff right back. I think we <laughs> want a lot of. We have a lot of meat spiels up here. You win like 
uh, mm-hmm. uh, Boston States or something. So <laughs> sounds those great. Are always good. Perfect. Yeah. Boom. A little, little uh, you know, block radio back in the day, dating myself. <laughs> what's a talent? So what's a talent or skill outside of cur- curling? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a golf pro. I mean, people, a lot of people would know that about me. I'm, I'm a PGA golf pro. I wish I could tell you I could sing or something, but I, I really am kind of useless about anything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm a quasi, uh, uh, competent carpenter. Like I, anyone who follows me on Instagram or, oh, or I did, on, uh, I did see your basement bar. I built, I built a bar. That's pretty I mean, nice. I, I'm sitting in my bar right downstairs right now. So I built a bar here and I, I, I don't mind like doing framing and, putting up walls and that type of stuff. Don't give me any electrical or plumbing or anything else like that. But, but, uh, I can, uh, I can build a, I can build a fence. I can build a, build a bar, that type of stuff. So yeah. Got it. I don't know if that's a talent, but, but I, but I like to, I like to do it. So it's kind of fun. Perfect. I'll call it a talent. I got a different follow-up to that though. You said you're, so you're a golf pro certified. Now, did you, you were a golf pro in Europe for a while. Is that correct? Yeah. For a couple of years. Yeah. I was over in, in Austria in Salzburg. Yeah. Okay. How, yeah. like, wow. How, yeah, what I mean, I'm lucky. Like, I, if you look at my, like, I lived in Salzburg, Austria for two years. I've lived in Switzerland for two or three or four years coaching curling. So I've kind of had, a, I've, 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 I'm not afraid to travel. I'm not afraid to be on my own. Like I said, I, it's something I, I, I'm not sure my kids have the travel bug, but I, you know, I think of it now, like when I was, I think how old I was. I would have been 27, 28 when I took this job in Austria. I didn't speak a word of German. I went over there sight unseen and took this job and did it for two years um kind of teaching and working at a golf course and and uh you know grocery shopping was frightening the first time right i didn't speak a word of german i gotta go i gotta go buy i didn't know what i'm buying right you can't even read the labels on the packages and stuff so i highly encourage people to do it though i i have to say it was it was a it was a really um yeah, it's like a life lesson, right? One of those yeah. you lived a life lesson, right? To to travel uh, on your own, and and I would say the same. Even just going to China to work, even though I was it was a more of a controlled environment. Like I didn't know what I was getting into, and but I, I love that type of stuff. I loved going over there, and and uh, and I loved. And I said the travel, the travel bug is definitely a thing for me. I, I you know, if somebody told me you got to go do something in this country tomorrow. Okay, let's go. Like I'd be happy, happy <laughs> nice. to do it. So yeah, I've been yeah, shopping. Uh, I've spent. Uh, three months in Japan and also three months in uh, Korea and uh, right crazy um, right yeah it's it's a uh, some something simple as grocery shopping is um, stressful (laughs) yeah absolutely well and even there at at least in Germany and Switzerland and Austria I can read the signs like I can phonetically read the word right like Yep, it's the same language. At least it's the same language. Like in Japan and Korea, like you don't know what you're walking into. Correct. That was the one thing I found. Like okay, like when we went when we were in uh, the Olympics in Nagano, we went to Tokyo for a day or two, and we're walking down the streets there, and you look at these streets, and I was like, no idea. Right, you got no clue. No chance we're getting back. It it was crazy. (laughs) Well, and I and I went to the subway on my own in in Beijing. Uh, Frightening, right? Like. You're getting off the blue train onto the green train onto the purple train, but you can't read the signs. You can't read the, it was, and then when you got off, you hope you're at the right stop because otherwise you don't know how to get home. Right. So it was one of those things. So, yeah, but it's, it's cool. Like I said, I like I said, you, Joel, you would have seen that. Like, yeah, it was, you know, it's, if you have a real sense of accomplishment 
walking out of a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> well, the accomplishment comes home when you get home and you open it up and it's like, oh, oh, look, this well, is this is edible. This is a, this, well, this is right. a, some exotic animal <laughs> yeah, that I'm not kinda, going to even kinda. try and eat. <laughs> Right. I, nice. I guess we're having Korean ice ice cream. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so you're going to a bond, bond spiel, and uh, what's your ideal team? They can be anybody. Well, it living, depends. Right. Dead. It depends. It depends what you're looking for. Like nowadays, I go. I curled my kid. Like this, Craig said, you curl. My daughter's. I played two or three mixed spiels, mixed double spiels with my daughter, my youngest. And that's to me just as as great as playing in anything, right? So, um, like I said, I still I'm still dumb enough to think I could do it. So I I, I kind of want to play seniors. Then I realize my knees would be sore, and I'd have to find people <laughs> who could sweep. And that sounds like a lot of work. So I probably I probably just try to play a mixed doubles field with my kid. I think that would be just my, uh, just my, stick my, to a couple charity spiels. Make yeah. sure you got a fun team, right? It'll yeah. work out. Yeah. Well, that's it too, right? So yeah, I mean, and that that that's that we're good at that. Like I said, the, like I said with our our Thursday night men's team with Rich and his kid and stuff, we just we have fun and we don't you know haven't taken a practice slide in four or five years, and you just kind of hop out and hope for the best, right? So Perfect. which is also good. All right, uh, so who you okay? Yeah. All right, last one. Um, curling doesn't really have walk up songs. I'm assuming you're yeah. familiar with the parlance of a walk-up song. What would be I a walk-up song? <laughs> if, uh... You sent me this one. It depends, and and there's there's you just asked me one about different shots. Like you know, I kept thinking like for a draw, you'd want something soft and slow, and <laughs> and then for 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 a hit, you want something a little more up tempo, right? So sure. But I'm old. I'm old school rock, right? Like I mean, Billy Joel's up tempo for me, man. Like you know, it's one of those it's weird weird stuff. So. Um, I don't know what my walk-up song would be, but um, you know, at the end of the day, I would I would vary my song depending on the speed of the shot that I need to throw. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> I don't want to bail on the question, yeah. but but it's going to well, be something more. Uh, we got to put something in our playlist yeah. that's out on Spotify. So, so, what's your favorite Billy Joel song? If you're a big Billy Joel fan, yeah, we, we've got a whole play playlist of every song that everybody's picked. So. Uh, the playlist is really random and all over the place. Yeah. So okay. So here's two. Here I'll give it to you. So one, one. So my wife and I, and uh, we're going with the Hearts. We're going to a concert in Nashville in May. Okay. We're going to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks's opening. Whoa. Uh, so which nice. is going to be awesome. All right. So yeah. we're ha we're excited for that. So I'm I'm going to go with Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. Put that one in there. All right. right. And then Billy Joel, you can put in there whatever you want. Like I'm and I'm. I'm kind of a, a still rock and roll to me. How's that? All right, I like it. Sure, good, good right? answers. Get away from. I'm not going to answer. I'm gonna, I ain't saying piano man because everyone's going to say that's that. Fine. No, no, that's fine. No, that's we. No, we tell you to pick a different one if you pick yeah. that one. It's there fine. you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> I know you're not curling anymore, but do you have any sponsors or anybody you want to mention? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I play. Uh, you know, no, we're we're. Uh, I don't have any sponsors. No, we're. Uh, what about Team Horgan? Do you want to mention their sponsors? They got sponsors. <laughs> I, I I I don't even know who they are. How about, how about a coach of mine right now? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Well, you right? just knew. Like, you're what are not you a bad coach. You just sponsors. Knew. We don't need no sponsors. Yeah, awesome. Very good. Just cheer for Team Horgan at the bar next. Cheer for go sure. Team Horgan. Go Team. All Horgan. right. There you go. Perfect. Go All right, Mike. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, 
best of luck to you at the briar uh and the team thanks uh give, give us i miss i miss you guys i gotta get down there sooner than later so, okay uh, well, let's hope we can uh, bump into each other somewhere in a in a rink somewhere and have a beer we'll allow it um yeah just figure out figure out some uh thinly veiled way that you can shout out the show when you go out for a timeout or something and just uh well here here's the deal if you if you if you guys can play this game if, if you guys you have my phone if you can text me a word i'll squeeze the word into Done. the timeout yes. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. And all we right. do, I do, I play that game all the time during the slams with my kid. It's the same thing applies. <laughs> nice. If you want to get the word, I don't know, bacon in there. Yeah. I'll get the word bacon in during the slam at some point. There we go. I love it. I love it. Bacon right. plays well with this crowd for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Very good. Yeah. Best of luck to you, Mike. Thanks again. Thanks, Chance. Appreciate good it. Cheers. All right, everybody. That's it. Season three, episode nine uh thanks to mike harris for joining us that was a great interview we probably have a few shows left this year if you want us to get somebody on the show let us know curling nation at curlingnetwork.com hit us up on social media we're always there big thanks to modus as always for being a sponsor we got cards email the show if you want to play some ends there should be some bond spiels coming up i know i'm going to a few there should be some summer spiels what I'll better do to do at a summer spiel than play ends um yeah i think that's it big thanks to mike harris for coming on did i say that once already you did all right well i said it twice because it was a great interview congrats again to shannon burchard and company for winning the scotties and joe courtney for crushing it at crushing the it at the scotties we we are not a jinx come on the show yeah nothing but po positives for your curling career do it Curling Chris Nation. Flies came on the show and won national championship. There you go. Yeah. Becca Hamilton Again. came on the show, won a championship. It's like we're Just... the Tony Robbins of podcasts. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is a long outro. We're going to go home now. Mike McDermott, Joel Dietz, Craig Brown. Craig. Craig. Joel. Craig. Mike, out. <laughs>